The holidays are quickly approaching and it's time to freshen up your home for family gatherings. What better way to welcome guests than with a brand new hardwood floor from Mulligan Flooring. Crafted to stand the test of time and heavy holiday foot traffic, Mulligan Flooring uses a combination of precision milling and advanced kiln drying with carefully selected hardwoods in the Appalachian Mountains. At Mulligan Flooring, we know what it takes to create a beautiful, high-quality hardwood floor. Many experts, including the NWFA, estimate that 75% of all flooring failures, such as warping, cupping, cracking, and even mold and mildew growth, stem from moisture. Don't let these problems happen to you. Learn about the proper use of a wood moisture meter, plus know exactly what to do with the information a moisture meter gives you, so you'll have the peace of mind every time you install a wood floor. Sign up today for our free webinar, The What, Why, and How of Wood Moisture Measurement at wagnermeters.com forward slash moisture meter webinar. Hello, this is Michael Martin, President and CEO of the National Wood Flooring Association. You're listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Today, as always, is Chris Zizza, my co-partner in crime. Chris, how are you today? Having a good day, my brother. Can't complain. Um, you know, ready to tackle what's ahead of me in the weeks ahead and finish the year strong uh, and then move into next year and, uh, you know, head to Expo, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about today. Well, that sounds like a good plan. Right on. And actually, it's not even, it, it, I guess it isn't Expo right after the New Year, isn't it? We've got services first, yeah. uh, you know, for an industry trade show and, the, and then on to Expo. Now, I know NWFA participates every year at surfaces. Can you talk a little bit about that? And sure. I want to get a little more finite about going to a trade show and talking to everybody about why they should and, and you know, what to avoid and what not to avoid. That sounds good. I think, uh, you know, with surfaces, NWFA has had a pavilion there for a number of years now where we uh, sell spaces for our manufacturers to exhibit with us uh, at surfaces, which allows the, the co-exhibitors to uh, rely on the traffic of the NWFA booth to help get additional people into theirs and gives us a way to come together as an industry and have a larger footprint within the, the overall flooring um, trade show. So it's over the years kind of become the home of hardwood flooring. If you haven't been there, that's our first goal is to have a place for everyone to come to, um, to network and get together or have meetings. We have, you know, meeting space set up for people in the, in the booth. So you can have some, um, networking time there as well. So if you haven't been to services, please do come to the NWFA pavilion. Um, that's really kind of your home during the, during the course of the week. The other thing, Chris, the other thing that we did there um, when we started doing services with this pavilion was, you know, we recognized with our expo, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, that we we tend to keep it on the East Coast up to the Midwest. We really don't go past the Mississippi, and that's very strategic because every time we do, we lose 30% of our attendance anytime we're in the West. And so we use that we use that location and services, which is always in Las Vegas, as our West Coast home. So once a year, we are always on the West Coast, and that's your time to come be with us if you're on the West and you're not going back and forth to the trade show every year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and it has worked well. I mean, I, I myself have been at the pavilion, you know, sometimes through the whole show, because like you said, it, the, there is a networking opportunity there. And, you know, the other thing about surfaces is your reps are there. You know, my specific reps from my marketplace in Boston, I know attend surfaces and I'll get invited to either dinners or meetings and whatnot, or, you know, Hey, can you meet me at this, you know, for 15 minutes at this spot? And and you have that meetup and it's usually an introduction to something where, you know, hey, let's face it, we're all trying to grow our business. So 
I want to talk. Um, well, and a lot of times about, those folks aren't even on the trade show floor. So our, the pavilion offers an opportunity for those guys to also come to the show floor and meet customers or people that they're not seeing in their suites. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean, surfaces, for those of you who have never gone, it's it's done up a few different ways. You know, it's it's a giant show for all floor covering. Then we do, as Michael said, we have the NWFA pavilion, but you're also going to have your uh, manufacturers that aren't on the show floor. They've got hotel suites. You know, a lot of different people are doing their own independent um, entertaining, if you will, or product reveal. Um, so, you know, you, you just got to know how to hit the show. How I hit surfaces is very different than how I hit uh, the NWFA Expo. What are some of the ways that it's different for you? Well, when I'm going out to surfaces, I'm typically, I've got my meetings set up already. Uh, I know who's attending. You know, I got a call last week from Steve Bratton at SVB. And, you know, he's asking me, what dates are you going to be at Vegas? I want to make sure we get together. I'd like to talk to you about a few things. So I know he and I are meeting on Wednesday. And when I go to Expo, I know I'm there all week and I'm going to have time to meet his meet up with as many people as possible. So my networking tactics are a little different at surfaces. Well, it's interesting you bring and, Steve up too, because he has a whole different take on surfaces. He typically partners with his uh, Nary chapter of remodelers and they, they bring some of their, their best customers out to dinner with them and, and make it an event within their company as well as attending services for those folks. So exactly. And when you have the show's this is one of those unique years. I think there's uh, the builders groups are going to be there when we're going to be there. Right. So do, the, do, yeah, the National ahead. Association of Home Builders, the International Builder Show will be there, as will the Kitchen and Bath Show. Those will both be over in the Las Vegas Convention Center while services is there. Tice, if you will, is over in the Mandalay Bay. But I believe there will be uh, transportation available between them. Well, here's the interesting thing. This is so this happened, I'm going to say maybe three or four years ago. And I had several of my builders that were there and we were getting together in the evening and it just made for more networking and it allowed there, you know, I don't necessarily always know everybody on the team with one of my builders, you know, they have different projects. And so I'm meeting different project managers and they're going, oh, I need to get you on my site too. So it, you will see some crossover this year happen between the builders and the attendees of, uh, of surfaces or tees, as you say. So I understand you had an experience on the other side of the trade show booth for once. How did that go? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. You know what? This is what I want you guys to understand. Hey, I've been in business 37 years and, you know, we like to think we do it well here at CNR Flooring. And I was on the other side of the table letting people know about product. I was helping out for Zenon Floors. They, you know, they're all the way over there in Poland. So here was a trade show happening in Connecticut. And I said, yeah, I'll be happy to do it for them. And there I was on the other side of the table, as they say. And I'm going to tell you guys, when you're on the buying side, be kind and nice and respectful to those on the selling side. I was amazed at some of the conversations I had and some of the direct nature of the comments that were coming right at me. You know, people coming up to me going, do you know who I am? And, you know, telling me that they're the biggest flooring company in their marketplace and on and on and on. And I don't know, I was just met with a certain level of arrogance that 
it, it really took me by surprise because I've never received it um, when people are trying to sell me their product. So I guess I, I'm saying on, on the buying side, if, if you're out there acting like these people were acting that day, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the way to do it. I, I, I took the first break we had, I went around to everyone in the room that I knew and I said, Hey, listen, I just want to apologize if I ever acted like a jackass when you were trying to sell me product. So here's exactly like what happened to me. This guy literally came up to me and he goes, yeah, I got your product. And I'm thinking, well, first of all, I know he doesn't have my product because this is the first time we've shown. Um, next part, he tells me how big he is and how great he is and how unbelievable his market is. I mean, he's really coming at me with double barrels to tell me how great he was. And I'm not saying he was good or bad, but I, I didn't know the guy. And that doesn't mean much until the next question I asked was, well, what market are you in anyway? And he's in my market. Now, I've been in business 37 years. I've never heard of you. Maybe I have my head in the sand, or maybe you're not as big as you think you are. And my job isn't to put him down. But I can tell you this. the You want these people, everybody's supposed to be doing business together. Now, that guy moved on, and he probably won't carry our product. And I'm probably not going to miss him. But But here's the point. I know we have an amazing product. I think he's going to miss our product. And I wish he wasn't, you know, I don't know, so bold. I had another guy who said, oh, I've seen your product. As a matter of fact, I threw your samples in the dumpster. And I was like, wow, okay. I go, well, we could get you more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because first of all, what happened? Tell me what happened. And he said, well, they showed up in our loading dock and nobody showed up to install them. So, you know, if you're not going to finish the sale, then I'm going to throw you in the dumpster. Well, now that's on his rep, not on me. I didn't even know that the samples had been sent to him. But moving forward, I said, listen, I could personally deliver everything to you and set them up on the exact same day you like. But here's the point about I don't like the word arrogance, but the point about this individual, he didn't even open the samples because if he did, he'd have realized there was nothing to assemble. It was just five sample panels. All you had to do is open them, look at them, say, hey, I think my customer might might like those and put them on the showroom floor and let's all go make money. So I'm just doing a little PSA here to say, If you're going to take the time to attend a trade show, take the time to be a professional and see how much good you can learn about product that might make you money. Let's remain open-minded when when we're trying to make selections for our showroom. I had other people that were absolutely fantastic that were with their rep from their distributor who said, listen, if you think this is something should be in my showroom, I trust your judgment and I can't wait to get it in there. I mean, we sold 30, 30 displays at that show, so I know we, we made great progress, but I just felt that some of the interactions could be done better if everybody had an open mind. 
So Does that makes sense. Yeah. And fortunately you, you brought this to me a couple of weeks ago before we were recording this. So I actually came up with a, uh, top 11 tip list. I'm a little longer than David Letterman who does his top 10 list. I got 11, but, uh, do you mind if we buzz through those really quick? Cause I think, you know, with trade show season coming up, it's always good to remind people and me if you haven't been to a trade show or even if you have, there's always a better way to do it. So would you mind yeah, if I ran I through agree. those? I got the list in front of me, Michael, and you run with it and let's, okay. you know, let's let them know because I've like you pre-read this and it's good stuff. So, you know, the first thing is, um, you know, create a hit list. Look, look for 10 people you don't know, but you, but you want to and, and make it a point to meet them, um, whether that's going to their booth or asking around or seeing somebody in their company or calling ahead to make an appointment, whatever it takes. But if there, there are 10 people that you know could help you increase your business, go out there and look for them and, and find a way to find them. Um, it also gives you something to kind of you know, motivate yourself and get yourself out there. Uh, the second tip I would give you is to decide who you need to visit and map them out in order. Um, either by your, you know, the part of the market you're looking at, whether it's finish or, or nail guns or whatever it is. Do you want to see all of them at once, or do you want to see everybody by the aisle? But I think if you look at strategically planning out where you're going to go, then you can take a second lap and see everybody else that you didn't see at a strategic partner level on uh, on the first map around the or the first loop around the show floor. Um, obviously, you know, schedule important meetings. Somebody's important enough that you want to be there to see. Make sure you try to schedule a meeting with them ahead of time. Um, and attend the education sessions, especially the networking opportunities with peers appear at those, you know, it's sort of the end of the session, people start talking and they have the, the Q and a going back and forth. Well, there's always a group that sticks around and talks about that after. So if it's something that's really happening in your business, it's a great way to find people who are like-minded or are having similar problems, um, just by seeing who's asking questions of the speaker. Um, and then number five, I remember to put contacts in your database. There's there's nothing worse than going to a show. You come back, you're you're busy, you're tied up, and you don't you don't end up processing those leads or processing the cards that you the contacts that you made. Um, so you gotta you gotta kind of just do that on the front end and do that as soon as you get back before you get busy with other stuff, just as an administrative cleanup item. Because um, I've I've found stacks of cards that never got processed, and then thought, gosh, that guy could have really made a difference after I look at them, you know, two years later. But anyway, that's that's a little tip there. Um, this one's kind of silly, but, you know, Forrest Gump said life is all about comfortable shoes. And I think that's true on the trade show floor. And uh, the secret I've learned is to take take a one pair. You need your, your shoes need two days to rest as a I know this is crazy, but no, if you you're wear not them, crazy. I'm, I'm ready to jump in on this one. So yeah. Keep going. If you wear them the first day, don't wear them the second day. Maybe you can wear them on the third day, but take take two pairs of comfortable shoes to our show. Cause it's a two day show and switch them out. So on the comfort level and on the attire, you always want to look like a professional. That part's uh, for sure. Definitely on the comfortable shoes. I couldn't agree more. I also strongly recommend that you either keep a lifesaver or a breath mint, uh, in your pocket. And listen, trust me on this. Um, they actually tell you this when you get onto the board at NWFA, if you're at all the shows, but like if somebody offers you a breath mint, the answer is yes. <laughs> they would not be offering you one if you didn't need one, to be frank. Um, and, and you know, you, you're getting up and you're getting personal and you're talking to people. So, I mean, I like, I keep the, um, the breath strips, uh, believe it or not, and I'm popping those all day long because you're getting in front of people and you're talking to them. Um, those smell a lot have, like rum, don't they? Well, I haven't found the rum-soaked ones, but if you know they make them, 
<laughs> well, let me know because there's nothing you want more than your your future business partner to think you're a drunk at a trade show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not at all. So, but but this is all part of being a professional, and that's what you're there to do. You're already at the show, so your your head and shoulders above your competitor, unless yeah. he's there too. Well, one of the things I wrote, uh, I think, was kind of in direct response to one of the stories that you told about you know the guy coming up and wanting you to know who he was. Remember to act like a representative of your business. You're not there for you. You're there for your business. Even if you own your own business, it's about your business. It's not about you. And make for sure that you're talking about business from those perspectives. Yeah, you're going to see your friends and yeah, you're going to talk about some personal stuff. But at the same time, you're there to represent your business and your company's needs. And that doesn't necessarily mean whether the guy sitting across the booth thinks you're a big shot or not. You, you probably have just as much to learn from him as uh, he could from you. So sometimes it's better just to ask the questions and try to learn new information as opposed to trying to tell people how important you are. Um, well, because believe me, even you're sitting on that side of the booth, at some point, there's going to be a time where you need somebody to talk to. And, you know, when shows slow down and that kind of thing, which is also my, my, my point I want to talk about between day one and day two of the show. But I, I think you had something to say there. No, I'm with you on that. Um, I was just going to, you know, embellish on making a relationship with these reps from the, from the manufacturer's side or the distributor side. That's only going to help you on the other side of doing business. Hey, I need a sample and I need it now. You know, my rep, from from the Belknap White White Group, Dave Sullivan, he's constantly going out of his way to make sure I have what I need to sell my customers what they're asking for. And you build that relationship together. And this is one of the places you can build that. So, you know, I, I, I'm with you on what you're saying about be a professional and and and, you know, go at it with a level that you're building a relationship so that you can sell your client a product for a better profit. Yeah. I would also recognize that to recognize how trade shows work from the exhibitor's perspective. So typically in this, I don't really know uh, any industry that doesn't really do this same kind of model. It's just the way it kind of tends to happen. You know, sometimes the leadership meetings take first on, take place on the front end. So there are more board directors or people at that level that are there the first day of show and then they check out. But that's also typically the day that the CEOs of the company or the, or the people that are going to talk to the media that are at the show are typically there too. And everybody tries to get to them the first day. So if there is somebody strategic in that regard, somebody who's the head of a company or the head of a division or the head of somebody, something that you need to need to address, make for sure you try to do that on the first day because that's typically when they're there. That said, don't ever leave until the last day because that's when you can go around and exhibitors aren't busy. They have no one else to talk to because there are those dead times in a show that always happen. But that's your time. That's your time to really get to know these people because they're looking for somebody to talk to. They've been on the show floor all this time. And the last thing you want to do is look at the clock for three, two or three hours and wind it down before they can tear down their booth. So it's a great time to really have some great conversations. So don't ever, for, don't ever forget. Stay till the end. Um, and then th there's a, another key to that, too, is if you do stay until the end and you've eye eyeballed something on the show floor, let's say a sander or or something that you could take home in your car if you drove there, uh, by all means, go and talk to them about it. Because you know what? It, they probably just as soon sell it to you at a discount to get it out of there than to have to ship it back. So there's a lot of opportunity there. You know, everybody has to break down their booth and, and either ship stuff back or get rid of it. So if there's something you'd really like to take home, ask them. You just, you don't know until you ask. Yep. I've definitely bought stuff off of the showroom floor over the years, many times. 
So I got two left. One's for on the show floor and the other one is for after the show floor. So um, when you're there, smile and be the best version of you. Um, I think that's everybody's responsibility because the the show it needs an energy, right? And if everybody's walking around gloomy and, and upset, you can always tell when the economy's bad because people are not as happy. Um, but by and large, if, if times are good, people are happy, they're happy to be talking to each other, happy to, do, to be doing business. But even if it's not, you know, remember, you got to be your best you and make, make for sure that's what people think of you. And then the last thing I would say is that as soon as you're done, you know, if you can do it before you leave your hotel or whatever, that's great. If you have to do it in the airport, do it in the airport. But write up a recap with action items, at least three action items that you didn't get done or that you want to follow up on when you get home so that you can – now you can just forget about the show, relax, get yourself home, take a couple days to you know breathe again, and, and then hit that list hard after the show just so you get it out of the way. Absolutely. The recap is important. Take notes. I like to do my recap. Believe it or not, I do it on the flight home because uh, unless I'm traveling with somebody, then we'll be chatting uh, or I'll get their views and I'll make my notes. And then when you finally do get home, sometimes, um, you know, if you're coming back on a Friday, let it sit. And then Monday morning or Sunday night, go through your list and just get rid of the stuff that you don't think you know, you, you took it because you weren't sure, but now you're recapping and trying to decide, is this a good fit for me? Or is this one of the items I want to work on now? Use the show to make your company better. Use the show to make yourself better. I mean, th- this is what I've done. And here's the funny thing. I don't, heck, it was in the late 90s that uh, Mark Woods from, from uh, Ideal Flooring on Cape Cod is the one who talked me into going to my first show. And... I was like, yeah, I'll go. Why not? And uh, he goes, no, you can't afford not to go. And I haven't missed a show since. And he was right. And I was grateful that he told me why I needed to be there. And that's what today's show is about. So that you guys not only know that you need to go, but know how to hit it and make it the most benefit or the most beneficial to, uh, to you and your company. Don't skip the trade shows because there's information there that you're not aware of. You know, what's the saying? You don't know what you don't know till you know it. So that's a great point, Ziza. What I will say here, uh, you know, in making people aware, the NWFA Expo is coming up in Milwaukee, May 2nd through 4th. And I will tell you, I was I was skeptical about Milwaukee. I hadn't, I'd never been there until um, our meetings person kept saying, I think Milwaukee's a great fit for us. We need to go see it. And I turned her down for several years and then finally went and went, holy cow, It's this is perfect. We have the Harley-Davidson Museum to kick things off in uh, with an opening reception. We have beer everywhere. There's, you know, there's all kinds of craft beers in addition to Miller and uh, Pabst. But we fit perfect. It's, it's like Tampa. If you went to Tampa, you saw that we had the whole convention center to ourselves. Milwaukee is the same way. All the hotels are either attached by a skywalk or across the street. So it's really easy to get around. And Milwaukee is a small enough town that you can get to all all the interesting points, including Lake Michigan and some really great uh, seafood restaurants down on the water. So if you haven't made plans, please, please make plans to check out Milwaukee and join us in May. And be a professional. Be a professional. What are you going to do to be a professional? I'm going to wear comfortable shoes, (laughs) breath mints, work on my recap action items, you know, all the good stuff. And the most thing I'm going to be is super polite to the representatives on the other side of the table. Well, I'm glad you learned your lesson. I I did. I did very much so. All right, folks. uh, Hey, listen, we hope to see you there, guys. And uh, until then, keep it real. Today's been fun, and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again sometime soon.